Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Are you considering running no. for president in no. 2024 or 2028? No. Not even no. considering. No, not at all. This election is a choice about life and death. We didn't defeat Trumpism. This is the most consequential election. They choose that as they sell fear around crime. They sell calm around these perverse gun laws. What we've got right now is not working and it's about to break. Look at the sewage that is online that they amplify on these networks and in social media to dehumanize people. This whole damn border debate is made up. That's how extreme the Republican Party is in the United States of America. It's time to organize, guys. Bottom up, not just top down. Republicans have been organizing bottom up forever. Where the hell are we? As a party to capture the narrative. I honestly, if I were offering him political advice, I'd, I'd tell him to pack up and, and wait a few years. I never trust politicians, so I get why you keep asking. So when I see you in Iowa in 2023, I will uh, play this yeah. for you. New Governor. Hampshire, South Carolina. I'm aware. What else? And now, John and Ken present the Gavin Newsom is running for president desk. Uh, Gavin Newsom may be sort of running for president. Well, may, maybe Gavin Newsom not running for president Ooh. desk. That's a there long title. It uh, is. Well, you know, there's a lot of confusion around a man who speaks in riddles. Does he not? <laughs> Tech riddles? Tech riddles, yes. It's the John and Ken Show. John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, on the radio from 1 till 4, after 4, on the app, you can get John and Ken On Demand, that's our podcast, and hear everything you missed. Somebody sent a story or some audio yesterday, they were very excited, they said, you should see what's in it, the person says, period, full stop, it's catching on, but actually, he's borrowed a lot of this from the tech world. I don't think Newsom made up the stupid uh, flywheel and meet the moment and all this crap oh, no, that he, he sticks has, in these speeches. He has or no, in this space. 
<laughs> no, yes, he. It's it's all stolen from the tech world. He doesn't have his own original thoughts. He doesn't. He just adopted this because he thinks it's cool. Yeah, makes him sound uh, really smart uh, and connected to the tech uh -huh. world, and also makes him his his uh, thought process process opaque. You don't really know what he's saying, and and that's by design because he doesn't know what he's saying. So yes. he throws out words that make him sound uh, intelligent to tech intelligent, but actually there's no content. It's it's empty calories there. Yeah. And what should go viral in that opening desk clip is the, the border is a made-up story. Yeah, that is. The millions that have come into the country with Biden's been president, that's made up, isn't it? Meantime, the legislature is debating giving um, uh, unemployment benefits to all the illegal aliens that are pouring into California after crossing the border. Yeah, I saw so, that's already sinking like a rock among people. So yeah, that's that would be uh, highly unpopular. Did, did well, New, uh, did Newsom come out against it. I heard somebody say that on a newscast this morning. Oh I, no, I did not see that. It's a bill in Sacramento, but I did not see if he has an official position. I'll look into that. Uh, we are talking about him concerning a different bill, and we do find him to be, as usual, a fake and a phony and a fraud, because California has adopted this system. That, of course, many question, which is all mail-in ballots. That's, that's the way it's been. The legislature voted on it. All the elections, you're going to get a ballot in the mail. You can go vote in person if you want to. But you have the option to vote by mail in every election. And we do believe that opens up to a lot of ballot harvesting is mostly the problem there. So the reason he's a fraud is that he signed a bill, AB113, which eliminates vote by mail in elections by farm workers for the possibility of union certification, mm. which is strange. Doubly confusing. Doubly, Doubly confusing, confusing that after uh, inflicting mail-in ballots on uh, California's election process, he won't let the farm workers have mail-in ballots for their uh, union certification. And he's siding against a union and with the farm corporations. So we got to go back in time for this because this was an issue last year where he he did eventually allow for one year of mail-in ballots. But when he vetoed the bill and wanted to veto the bill, he said he could not support an untested mail election process that lacks critical provisions to protect the integrity of the election. Huh. This is for the farm workers. Yeah, isn't that what a lot of people said about oh, the overall idea of mail-in ballots, the integrity of the elections? And by the way, that's a relatively tiny number of people, farm workers, compared to the entire state of California voting. Right. You talk about a, a little niche uh, subset. How, so how, how come he can't trust how a little uh, tiny uh, farm workers election would go, but he can trust uh, tens of millions of ballots in this state? And maybe he's too close to remember he owns these wineries. Do they not yeah. have farm workers out there grabbing the grapes and stuff? So, I, somebody's yeah. I don't think he's picking the grapes. He just well, drinks it. Yeah, well, I thought they were gonna mechanize a lot of that, but I guess he can't do that well, with all you, the you, crops. You, you've always got to have some workers out there. Well, uh, this I didn't know. There are more than eighty thousand farms in California, and the UFW, that's United Farm Workers Labor Union, has actually less of less than thirty of them under collective bargaining agreements. That's it. It appears from the stories we're reading that most of the farm workers don't, don't want to join the union. And the idea of them being able to vote by mail is that they can avoid some of the pressure that oh. they often feel to vote for union certification. 
They have something called a card check system in which labor organizers can intimidate, coerce, or threaten retaliation against farm workers mm -hmm. for their vote. Yeah, unions are, are, are generally bullying. Uh, I even went through this once in my life. Uh, tried to uh, Union people tried to force me to join one when I was working for a newspaper. And they're all the same. It could be uh, auto workers, farm workers, newspaper writers. They're all bullies, the people who run the unions or organize for the unions or they, they uh, cheerlead. And, and they get angry if you don't salute. And, and go along. There's a simple reason for that. Unions don't work unless they have a majority of the people in the union. They've got to get people to join. That's why yeah. they put so much pressure. If half don't join, the union has a lot less power. It has more power in numbers. So they have to be very coercive. So it says uh, in these stories under the card check process, union organizers can actually approach the farm workers in person and ask them to sign a card representing their vote for the union. Yeah, right. And that, that seems to open you, up the door to oh, a lot of intimidation. Well, that, well of course. Are you, are you going to check uh, no for unionization when you've got some uh, big uh, stinking bully staring at you? Yeah. Especially a farm worker? I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these guys are not here legally, obviously. So did he go back and bow to the unions on this decision to not let these farm workers vote by mail? That they have to go back to this card check system, which uh, says the bill will limit the number of card check elections to 75 and gives a the unions a January 1st, 2028 deadline to hold them. But it just seems really well, phony to say that it's OK for all of us to have a complete vote by mail system for all of our elections in California and then to single out the farm workers as now nah, we don't want to do it. that Unions way. contribute that way. mightily to this campaign. He's not thinking. He just looks at who contributes. Oh, you he, think this is more money for his run well, for that, president? That's all he cares about. All he cares about is donations to his campaigns. This is not his last stop in his mind. This is He hasn't had his last campaign. He's going to be running for stuff. He's relatively young. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, probably, what, 25 years younger than Biden? Oh, yeah. He could have a lot of campaigns left in him. And you start pissing off unions, you piss off one union, maybe you've pissed off all the unions. And it's not like they're going to go back a Republican candidate. It's like they're going to back other Democrats. And you, you won't be able to find your way out of a primary. Right. So, yeah, so he's, he's, he's kissing union ass here. Apparently, the farm workers did have some protests. And one of them was, oh, I do remember we mentioned this on the air. They marched to the French Laundry restaurant. That's a good one. Yeah, to, uh, he ought to be reminded of that every day of his life. <laughs> Where Newsom, of course, was maskless with the lobbyists during the height of the pandemic yeah, in 2020. An another moment of fakery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. We got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, and a reminder that the moist line is coming right back around in three days. I'm sorry, two days. Today's Wednesday already. Uh, leave a message using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon. Follow that app, too, wherever it goes. Treat it like it's Harry and Meghan and just you know, chase it down. Chase it down. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, you can it's like breathless headlines everywhere this morning. Uh, the Moist line is also, you can reach it at 1-877-MOIST-86. Hey, 1-877-664-7886. Stop begging for publicity and people will stop chasing you stop writing books stop going on tv shows 
Stop making a big ruckus. Yeah, there's also questions as to how harrowing that chase was. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. seeing they... a lot of New York City officials are like, can you really do that in Manhattan the way they're describing it? Or... How do you have a chase in Manhattan? How does it work? Uh, if it's at night, there's a little less traffic, but I, I don't A chase? Well, that's how they made it sound, that just like Diana died, right, in Paris. That was that on a highway. That, uh, yeah. No, I supposedly some of the paparazzi were going the wrong way on one-way streets in New York or something to try to catch up or cut through or whatever. But I, but because they, so I mean, to me, you're wait, right. I see it's a cry for attention. You're, you're, wait, your your mother dies in a tragic car crash, being chased by paparazzi. They're chasing you, and you have the driver go faster and faster. Why not duck into a driveway, get out of the car, and let him take their stupid picture? I just I don't understand. They take a picture of these two every day. Every day. These guys solicit publicity. So let them have their picture. What are you running from? They came out of a... This is the life you chose. An event called the Women of Vision Awards. Right. What did, this is around yeah, 10 right. o'clock last night. And yeah. A bunch of photographers were blocking them. So it said... Uh, uh, but in the end, they arrived at their destination. No collisions, no summonses, no injuries, and no arrests. If you stay home and you watch television or read a book, uh, you're not going to have paparazzi chasing you. You decide to go to some high-profile event in New York City after the ruckus you've created over the last year, begging for attention. Did anybody watch that dopey Netflix series? I didn't even look. Or They promoted that heavily, and then I remember like the... Some writers oh, were covering the first my, episode, and then I heard it got boring. And my I, my I, wife my wife watched it for maybe twenty minutes, and I was in the room. I thought it was excruciating because you know what? The two of them are stupid. They are dull. They're yeah. stupid people. I I mean, Harry is a brick, and she's a wannabe Kardashian. There's nothing going on there. Ay ay ay! No, really, there's nothing going on in there. You know, we won a war about. 250 years ago to not care about these guys, right? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of a lot of people died so we wouldn't have to deal with royalty ever again. <laughs> All right, now back in the real world, uh we covered this story uh, last year and there's an update on it. Uh, it's West Hollywood. West Hollywood decided, uh, you know, this is to fund the police mentality. They were going to cut back on LA County Sheriff's deputies patrolling <laughs> their town and replace them with ambassadors that's right ambassadors you know they would wear Wait. the little vest or whatever says ambassador I, and they're out there to try to uh keep the peace I, I i didn't realize it but ambassadors are capitalized like it's an official group the oh, is ambassador. That right? yes oh. i've seen this in in the news stories i'm looking at it's the ambassadors with a capital a i wish that's the ambassadorship that garcetti got <laughs> that would have been a great joke. Yes, you have been confirmed as ambassador in West Hollywood to patrol the streets. That's right. You you go up to homeless people and try to get them to go indoors. Well, there's been a change of heart. Here's the story from ABC7 reporter Shayla Gerardin. Overnight, another break-in along the streets of West Hollywood. Thieves smashing in a window at this dispensary and taking off with a large amount of goods. Another example of why locals are pushing for safer streets. I've lived here 40 years, and uh, the city really has never felt this unsafe. And we've gone through long periods where the city, you could walk your dog at midnight, and now people just feel like they have to stay at home. 
people feel prisoners in their own home. At last night's meeting, a city council voted to approve four new positions for the West Hollywood Sheriff's Department. Really? I mean, why not? I feel like it's always better to have like extra safety. Locals we spoke with say while they feel safe in West Hollywood, they're glad to see more manpower on the streets. I live right next to like a school, like an elementary, and I feel like just having like extra safety, it doesn't hurt. Sometimes there's like people like sadly like, you know, experiencing homelessness. This is one of my favorite parks in West Hollywood, so there's always safety. I'm so I feel pretty safe. Last summer, the city planned to remove several sheriff's deputies' positions in order to launch the security ambassador program. The unarmed ambassadors work across the city unarmed. in collaboration with the sheriff's department. <laughs> but after recent break-ins, including this armed robbery at a local restaurant last month, many locals have said it's simply not enough. Seeing my staff crying coming to work and not being able to uh, to feel safe in this city, it makes me responsible to, to be here in front of you and ask you for help. We don't need block-by-block block, uh, ambassadors through the streets to, to solve crime. Crime, we need more police officers uh, going through our streets. You can see from this sign out here, uh, the store is temporarily closed. Still no word on when they'll reopen. As for those four positions, the city council has also said they'll consider adding another deputy's position in the future. There you go, it's from ABC7. So it right. took a wait, wait, year. hold on. Let me see. Unarmed ambassadors uh, are of no use for armed robbers. Is is that the message of that uh, story? Wow. Yeah. Uh, last time we covered this story, it was a guy that was frustrated because there was like some massive fight going on, and the ambassadors kind of just stood there observing, and eventually uh, they called somebody. <laughs> because they're not they armed. called the police anyway. Are you, you going to take on uh, armed criminals? Who are who are trashing some uh, retail shop? If you no. don't have a gun on you, the theory was that they're some kind of deterrent. No, because they're walking around with their ambassador shirts on, and no, they make you know that there are eyes watching you. It's not if you try theory. to do anything. It's not a theory. It's just hatred of police. It's but the other side of this was they're supposed to be, and that's why they called them this weenie name ambassadors they're supposed to just keep the peace and try to make the community members all get along that's never worked in the history of mankind (laughs) you have to have a weapon for leverage to get your way anybody who wants to win has to have a weapon of some kind if you don't have a weapon you have no leverage the other guys have a weapon they win they steal the stuff and they kill you so you got to equalize uh the uh the playing field that's just just basic uh, evolutionary 101 survival. If you don't adapt and, and, and have a weapon like your adversary, then you're dead and gone, and he continues on. But I don't see in this story, they got 85 of them. It doesn't say if they voted to cut back the ambassadors. They're going to add four sheriff's deputies, but are they going to cut back? And I don't right. even know if they – do they work for free? I don't think they do, do they? I doubt it. No, no, I think they they paid. I'm looking at a, the story from uh, when was this? This was from June of last year when they decided to to uh, cut back, uh, oh, rebalance. That's what they called it. Oh, that's a good word. They were rebalancing. They weren't cutting public safety. They were just taking money from the police and investing it in ambassadors. <laughs> and listen to these quotes. This is rich. One idiot council member named John D'Amico. There was a lot of discussion about defunding public safety, which is exactly what we didn't do. The increase in public safety services is not a cut. It's a rebalance of a lopsided (laughs) system focused on arrests instead of safety. 
giving the sheriffs more time during their days to fight and work on crime. While our security ambassadors, our security ambassadors help our homeless population provide assistance and security at a more personal level. Except they don't do any good when a bunch of uh, criminals show up with guns and bash in the front glass of a retail retail store. Yeah, or what's a happened in the last year is crime has only gotten uglier, and that's why the residents said, oh, "Look, it, bring back the cops." Are you kidding me? Listen to this D'Amico character, John D'Amico. In my mind, this is an increase of safety services with sixty additional eyes on the street. <laughs> eyes don't stop crime; stop. guns right. do. Oh, and then listen to this. The mayor at the time, Seppi Shine, rejected the idea that fewer armed officers means less safety. The safety of our residents and businesses have always been a top priority for my colleagues and I. Monday night, we took action to redistribute our public safety funds in a way that makes sense for our community needs. And in fact, adds over 26 new positions to our reimagined public safety team. <laughs> All the buzzwords rebalancing and reimagining. We're re rebalancing, redistributing, redistributing. I can't say that word. Redistributing <laughs> and uh, whatever that word is, and reimagining. Reimagining. It's, it, it's re this, re that, re re everything. Except right. it doesn't work. There's a reason that uh, every town, every county in the world has police departments. It's because they work. We have hundreds and hundreds of years of experience. Uh, you get rid of your police department, then you have lots of crime. It, it's simple. It's a zero-sum game. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls 
offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, a bunch of California mayors, including Mayor Karen Bassetti, went to Sacramento to beg for more money for the homeless industrial complex. Isn't that nice? Please give us more money. I guess she's touting her Inside Safe program as being effective in getting the homeless off the street and into hotels where who knows how long they stay there, but... It looks good when you clear an encampment. We're going to talk to Blake Trolley. There was a news conference event today to talk about this. It wasn't just Bassetti, a bunch of mayors asking for the legislature of Newsom to dole out more bucks to do something about homelessness. We're caught in that cycle. You know, one thing is there's several homeless stories in the news today, and I'm reading this. And I don't see anyone addressing the new influx of vagrants who stumble in from out of state because much of the vagrant population here in Los Angeles, the whole area, is out of state people who are whacked on drugs or uh, mentally ill and their families have kicked them out. So they're, they're spending, you know, billions of dollars on programs and housing. Well, what happens if more and more keep coming every day? Which has been the what's been going on for for years and years now? Are we perpetually going to take care of every single damaged person in the country? Because we're twelve percent of the population, but we have about a third of the homeless. Now, what do you think that is? Well, we'll get into all these. There's also a story by a public uh, media outlet that. Uh, uh, Proposition HHH is finally paying off. And that, of course, is a tax oh, yeah. to uh, build housing for the homeless. Hey, did you see that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We built uh, we uh, built a new structure. It's going to take care of 56, 56 pe- people. Yeah. 56 people out of like 42,000 that they'll admit to. 42,000. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. We spent millions of dollars for 56 people. Well, they're going to open 56 buildings, they say, by the end of this year. But that's still a fraction of the homeless. So I, all right, because this housing first thing is just lunacy. We'll talk about all this in the big two o'clock hour. 56 units in one building and 56 buildings. Here's an El Segundo Time story I was waiting for. And it made headlines both on the website and in the printed edition yesterday. They announced almost 40% of all the land burned in Western wildfires can be traced to carbon emissions, and more specifically, the fossil fuel industry. And I stared at the headline. I said, what do you mean traced? I mean, there's a way to actually say that this refinery, Mm. whatever it's expelling, somehow ends up deep in the forest and sparks a fire? And you you track the, you put like an an apple tag on the... No, it's... (laughs) On the, <laughs> on the carbon emissions? Yeah, on the carbon emissions to see that they eventually led to a forest fire? No, no, well, no. that's not what they did, but boy, oh boy, when you try to read through this, this is really in the no, weeds. No, no, well, you know what? The, here, this, this uh, study's garbage, okay? It is absolute garbage. And here's why. The results don't account for the effects of non-climate factors. 
for example, fire suppression. We have suppressed fires so well over the years, it has caused a massive buildup in brush in the forests. There's no natural cleansing of the forests anymore because we put out the fires quickly. Right. Secondly, the trees get old, everything gets old. The prohibition of uh, allowing the Native Americans to burn. Right, because that was also another way to mitigate fires. Yeah. They knew how to manage forests. Thirdly, and the most important thing, it doesn't account for the increase in human-sparked fires. If I remember, most of the major fires the last few years were started by power companies and their electrical lines fell and right. sparked. And, and a few others were caused by <laughs> lightning, which has nothing right. to do with, right? Light, lightning has nothing to do with uh, climate change because you get lightning every year in the, in, the, in the dry areas out west. And, and, and climate change has nothing to do with PG&E not spending money on maintaining its infrastructure. You have power lines that fall, towers that fall, uh, electrical transformer boxes that short circuit and that caused much of the damage climate change has zero to do with that that's totally bogus how could you print a story headline 40 percent of wildfires traced to carbon emissions no it's not and you even admit it but you have to go to about 10 paragraphs deep about the well, non-climate factors if you have an arsonist there's nothing to do with climate change if you have a campfire that goes awry Nothing to do with climate change. And again, PG&E and SoCal Edison. The Holy way that moly. this was explained is really bizarre, too. The emissions generated in the extraction of fossil fuels, as well as the burning of the fuels, has increased the amount of land burned by wildfire by raising global temperatures and amplifying dry conditions across the West. This growing dryness or uh, aridification has caused the atmosphere to become thirstier for water, draining moisture from trees and brush and causing it to become more vulnerable to fire. So no, but different with, than what I thought of before when I first looked at the headline, they're saying that just the whole industry just makes everything drier. Yeah, but if PG&E takes, takes care of the equipment, you don't yeah. have the problem. Wildfires are caused by the cause of wildfires. And you're right. Yeah. If it's an arsonist or if it's a stupid power company or, or if it's lightning out of the sky, right. these are the things those, you have to focus on. Those, those are the causes. Yes. A pg and simple. And SoCal Edison caused most of the damage. And you have to factor They're trying to make the case that if this was 50 years ago, we didn't have this much climate change problem. You know what? Things wouldn't be as dry, and when the power line goes down from PG&E, it they, wouldn't burn as much. They you see where they're coming from they, here? They have done studies on fires pre-settled California, right? Before California was settled. And the fires burned more acres because there was nobody around to put them out. The fires actually burn less acres because we're here to mitigate things. Now, in a lot of cases, we over-mitigate because we, you have to control you have to have controlled burns every year, which is what the Native Americans did. Wow. But, but you know, we show up and we do stop a lot of the fire spread. Whereas, you know, hundreds of years ago, nobody stopped the fire spread. It just went on and on and on. And I've seen, I've seen the numbers on that. So this is environmentalist fanatical propaganda. These are the religious cultists.
That's what well, they yeah, And the, the LA Times. The study author is a woman that uh, is the principal climate scientist with the Union of Concerned Scientists. So, yes, they were looking for a conclusion like this because well, they're blaming the oil companies and fossil fuels for so many problems well, in the environment. Because did you, did this other thing that was printed out, the Union of Concerned Scientists, here's uh, from their website. Uh, this this it's it's all politics. It's about working to advance racial equity. Here's one chapter on racism in science. Uh, next one addressing racial equity in our work, environmental justice, uh, climate justice, food justice, nuclear weapons justice. This is a science organization. Nuclear weapons justice, voting rights, access to science, addressing racial equity as an organization. This is just a far left-wing, far progressive group of religious freaks. And, of course, the, uh, the far left progressive freaks at the L.A. Times published this in their, in their, in their stupid, uh, 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 I don't know what to call it. It's just, it's just a propaganda, propaganda rag. It's not a oh, newspaper. It's, it's an anti-corporate thing. So yeah. it's not just PG&E. Now we have to go after the... Uh, uh, the oil and gas industry corporations. God. This lead author went on to talk about uh, equality. But, you know, these wildfires, they burn in areas where they're not usually concerned with the quality. In other words, it's usually people who live in the urban centers who it, they feel are always left behind. But these fires burn out there it, in, the, in it, the hinterlands often where there's some it, it's power, different population. Power companies, lightning, campfires. Stop it. That's what causes these fires. All right, they did. They didn't have. They didn't fi have fires. Uh, how do you think fires used to start uh, hundreds of years ago? It was mostly from lightning. We've added so many layers. I, I, I mean, they don't even address it, and they admit they don't address it. How do you get forty percent? How could you possibly come up with a number like that? That is completely. And I hear people today just reporting it. And nobody challenges it. Nobody points it out that it's absurd. This is how can you? What's what you said? How do you trace the fire to uh, a, a what a, a refinery? To right. a, from a, from molecules coming out of the refinery exhaust or out of out they of your don't. Car they, but they're saying that, that the that the exhaust causes everything to become more dry, and when it becomes more dry, it burns easier. Yeah. That was their uh, what, what what happened this past winter? Where there was no exhaust? Yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. There was still oil. I don't know. And by, and by the way, the California oil and gas industry has cut way back from where it was decades ago because, it, it, as we said, you, they closed so many refineries anyway. Look at the weather records from 100 years ago. They had droughts that lasted for years. This is pre-automobile pre age. All right, go back to the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, before cars became popular. You had droughts that went on for years. And God, I've mentioned this a thousand times in my life. San Jose Mercury News had an article in 2014, which I have permanently saved for reference. Mm. And they talked about uh, like, uh, like a, 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 what was it? It was like a 500-year drought in the early part of the millennium, like from the year 800 to the year 1300. I'm mm. giving you a rough idea here. But it was hundreds of years of a drought in, in, in the 800s and the 900s. Free everything. This is just right. nonsense. All right, we'll be back. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. We're on the radio from 1 till 4 after 4 o'clock. It's John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. 
and you can listen to uh, the show and catch up on what you missed. Well, we'll be talking about homelessness again next hour. A bunch of mayors went to Sacramento, among them Mayor Bassetti, to ask for more money. As you know, the state is in a pretty big deficit situation. $31 billion in the hole is the projection. So they want to get their heads in there and uh, try to make sure they continue to get the money from the pipeline of Sacramento for uh, spending in their city on often wasted homeless endeavors. The Los Angeles City Council did vote to extend the emergency declaration for Los Angeles' homelessness crisis. We'll talk about this, too, because apparently they're frustrated at the lack of detailed information they're getting about the Inside Safe program. We'll start, though, with ah, the What begging. does that tell you? Blake Trolley from KFI News will join us after 2 o'clock to get into that part of the deal. Uh, you've probably been hearing here on the show uh, announcements every now and then about keeping AM radio in cars, right? Uh, yes. Looks like there has been legislation introduced in Washington, D.C. It's called bipartisan and bicameral, John. Bicameral. How often do you see that word? So it's coming from the Senate and the and House. And the House, yes. Bicameral. <laughs> Thank bicameral you. Thank you for a word from the uh, 1700s. Uh, it's, it's called AM for Every Vehicle Act. Uh, to require automakers to maintain AM broadcast radio and new vehicles at no additional charge. Of the 20 world-leading car makers, eight have removed AM broadcast radio from their electric vehicles. Uh, well, when I read what they're doing here, I wasn't quite as convinced as to whether or not this has uh, got any teeth behind it. Because you can't really tell the automakers what to do i i don't know i mean they they you know they they there's a lot of rules on uh their engine combustion and how much uh how much yeah, mileage but that's dealing with the pollution that's a right better, well you see they're coming from a national uh emergency well, here, here's what they say i mean that, that's do. that that's that's the federal interest in this it's going to direct the national highway Tra traffic uh, safety administration to issue a rule that requires automakers to maintain am broadcast radio in their cars without a separate additional payment fee or charge see the word maintain means you've already got it right that's not new cars that's the cars that are already out there uh Require any automaker that that sells vehicles without access to AM broadcast radio before the effective date of the rule to clearly disclose to people that this car doesn't have AM radio. So if you go to buy an electric car like a Tesla after this takes effect, they have to sit you down and tell you. Okay, if I, this affects your decision, you're not going to have AM radio well, with this. Well, I, you know what I read is the ultimate uh, car uh, manufacturer plan is to... Uh, Get rid of AM radio and eventually get rid of FM radio. And then the only entertainment you'll be able to get is uh, through your smartphone, right? And yeah. you'd have to hook it up to the car's audio system. But you would have to pay the manufacturer a subscription fee to use the audio system. You see? Hmm. So let's say you want to hear your playlist. You're already paying Spotify for that playlist, right? You're already paying Verizon for the cell phone signal to send right. it to your phone. Now you're going to be paying a third fee to Ford or GM to get it piped through the car audio system. You're paying three times to hear the same song on the radio as, as opposed to getting it for free on AM or FM. And that, that is the root of this. 
I think you're right because I know people that have electric vehicles and Teslas and they have these sort of like streaming options, but yeah, uh, eventually you have to pay for those. Right. Right. So, so if you, I don't know what the subscription would be, like you get like an all Beatles channel, you get all these different. Sure. See, imagine, imagine uh, if it's $5 a month, $5 a month times, you know, how how many cars in this country, like a hundred million. I don't even know. But imagine if an automaker is getting five dollars a month for every customer. That's 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 billions of dollars potentially, and that's what they want to do. And so, what the government is saying, well, that that's not fair to people who can't afford it or don't want to pay for it. You know, they're entitled to uh, access to emergency information. There, it, it, I mean, radio used to be heavily regulated in terms of how much news you had to put on. Like years ago on music stations, there was a lot of news coverage. They had to run the news. You'd have news twice an hour for five minutes. You'd have network newscasts. You'd, you'd, you'd have a Sunday morning public affairs program. And these, these aren't even, even on the big top 40 stations, you used to have to run that. Yeah, because it, it, it was yeah. a public service because they said there's only, first of all, the public owns the AM and FM bands and it's a scarce resource the bands are only so wide you can only have so many stations and you know we want to use this new technology responsibly at the time well of course the internet kicked all that to hell but they're they're the the am radio is still a multi-billion dollar industry and there's still over 80 million people listening to am radio so this is this. I, I don't. I don't think the uh, the car companies care about AM radio either way. I think this is the first step towards monetizing revenue stream, huh? revenue stream to monetize entertainment in your car to make you pay another subscription fee on top of the subscription fees you're already paying for the same song or the same program. All right. When we return, Mayor Karen Bassetti went to Sacramento along with a bunch of other mayors to look for more money for homelessness. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Mark Reiner live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. 
equal housing opportunity. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.